production. This is the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot's podcast. Hey, babe, just Luke, we'll get to it, but a horrendous announcement on the Rush Hour today. It's the biggest one we've ever had, but... Two people are happy, one person's irate. We'll get there in a sec. It's me, I'm angry. <laughs> no, of course I'm not. I'm never angry. No, you don't really get angry, do you? No, I just get sad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, hey, I admitted it. Yeah, well, it's not like a shameful thing. Yeah. It's just something you need to work through with you. I don't even know if a therapist or a doctor could help you. That's just who you want. I don't okay. think either can. Um, I've been trying to buy, and I know this is an old person thing, trying to buy a really good pair of walking shoes. As in, if I was to do, you know, walk around 10K a day exploring somewhere, I mm. want the comfiest things on my feet. All the Googling led me to these pair of shoes that I found online, and I just refused to buy them. The brand was Under Armour, mm-hmm. and they were called the Summit something or other. They are literally made with parts of a Michelin tyre. So the bottom oh. of the shoe is so fat and thick. We're talking, you know, oh, twice as thick as your actual foot, probably even a bit more so. And it says Michelin underneath. It's like walking in space, but you ever watch Back to the Future? Can't Michelin have their fingers in some weird pies. These shoes are like 260 bucks. They, they have shoes now, and then also they do the Michelin star restaurants. Well, Michelin have always been in tyres. Okay, but restaurants. Yeah, is it the it's same be- brand that does that. Yeah. yeah. So ah. the story of the Michelin guy is that the tire dude yep. want, wanted to find really good eats for the people that worked for his factory. Well, he so that's ate how heaps. he was fat. Yeah. Well, and that's how the Michelin star system sort of really? became. But it's that's wild how that it that's, started. It's that's wild that it's like the most, you know, regarded list. Yeah. Of yeah. all of them, and yeah. it's based on a tire company's thoughts. Yeah. And now they're getting into shoes. And they're diversifying. He's walking to all these Michelin five five-star restaurant, so he needs good wheels on him. Yeah. I have Under Armour's, a- by the way. I can attest they're very good But quality. have you got the weird Michelin ones? I don't think so. They're like two years old. Oh. I think that's an obscure history for you to check out. The story of the Michelin star. Well, you just told it to me. No, I, have I, you been I, to I gave you an abridged version. No, it doesn't interest me, that stuff. Michelin star restaurants? No, because fancy food, you get, you get to lick a pickle and you get like a <sighs> slice of beef cheek. It's never worth it. No, the best value is Michelin star dumplings. But oh, actually, yeah. you know that Michelin like star dumplings. is pretty what? crazy don't cool like with their so, like there's a um, street market yeah. in Singapore that has a Michelin star. It's not always fancy restaurants. Like some fast food yeah. places can be Michelin star it's worthy. It's just good food. Yeah, it's not It's not all about the price I like point. cheap eats. My American eats are all going to be under five bucks. I've YouTubed every city, all the $5 eats. <laughs> there's a restaurant like near where my parents' holiday place is, and it's in a regional town, and it got a Michelin star. It's just a like an average restaurant, but it's such oh. good food. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Anyway, you know, are you gonna shoes. get? Are you gonna get the Michelin no, shoes? No, I like those hawker ones. They look no. cool. Everyone talks about. They're them. so trendy. You're so influenced. Yeah, well, they were, they rank second on the best walking shoes. Yeah, you know, it, it's the Bondi hawkers, isn't it? Well, it's either that or the New Balance Dads, which I'm also looking yes, at. Yes, New get Balance those. Dads. <laughs> yes, those. Jerry Seinfeld. Yes, they do yeah. look good. They're, I'm at an age now where if there's a two for one deal, get me a pair too. And yeah, if there's okay. a three for one. In men's. Team shoes. Yeah. I just don't have wide enough feet for the new New Balance. That's always a big selling point is for wide feet. I've got skinny, oh, yeah. skinny long feet because they're See, flat. I, my problem with the hawkers yeah. is that I think my feet are too fat and oh, my, my big toe gets dead in them when I run in oh. them. So. Oh, yeah. That would what be do you problem. use to run? 
Uh, I like my New Balances. Right. Um, yeah, they got some good. So new Balance is another brand that like Resurgence. disappeared for a bit and have resurgence. But they've, yeah. they've come cool. I swear they were yeah. never cool. And now Kawhi Leonard, when it, who's one of my favorite NBA players, mm. was like the big brand ambassador, and now they're cool again. Yep. Yeah, no, they're very cool. I got I, a pair for the Dolphins. I got a pair of uh, New Balance shoes for the first time to run in last yep. year. Love them. Really? Switch to the Hawkers and oh, yeah, right. I want to go back. I mean, there's some great brands here that if they're listening and think, well, I'll sponsor the Rush out next year. Probably yeah. not Hawkers after you just torch them. <laughs> also, uh, do you really think that they're going to be like, let's get this guy that doesn't run and is thinking about running but rather than like his journey. an actual Yeah, that could, be, that could be the thought, you know what I mean? Like sponsor an average Joe and see what we can do with him. If you get a shoe sponsor, yeah. I will be so annoyed. <laughs> that should be the dream. <laughs> can we do that next year? I'll try and get a shoe sponsor for my couch to 5K. No, By I we, want I mean, a sponsor. Can you do it? I want to be a chip fluencer. Send us all the different no, flavoured chips hey, and hey, we'll hey, taste hey, them. Hey, no, we're doing hot girl summer. We don't eat chips anymore. Anymore. We can make healthy ones. I don't think There's that no exists. such thing. I've tried. Veggie ones. Honestly, the shop, the veggie chips are terrible for you. I found out the hard way. Yeah, it's like going to a hooker for a cuddle. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I did not expect wow. that from you. <laughs> That's a good analogy. Anyway, yeah. what's on the show? Yeah. Obviously, our big announcement. Mm. Oh, yes. We're going mm. on a road trip. So uh, the loosest caller yep. from a story we did not expect. Uh, yep. You asked you know, who or what stole your maid away and a yeah. very innocent story that you yeah. had with your brother. Not an innocent story. We did not think that this would <laughs> yeah. come from that, but yeah. it did. It did. And I very wild. much insist that you listen to it. I'm just glad I didn't do with my brother what happened in that story. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Is that jailable if I did that? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, incest is illegal oh. in Australia. Oh, and way to give countries. away... You're back to giving away stories. <laughs> but you don't know the whole story. Well, you know that it's now someone sleeping with someone. Okay, well, but it, who? It's not incest. Let's just say that. No. There was no incest. There's on still Asia. areas of that story not revealed. Give me the applause, damn it. No, because you're stuffed up. You did so well yesterday at not giving things away. Yeah. Your partner, Abby, did something sexy. Not something sexy. The sexiest thing she's ever done. It was an it was an act of service yeah. and also just sexy in Hot. general. It was so good. Yeah, right. It was, honestly, it was the best thing she's ever done. We also had Working Animals yep. and Sarah Grinberg from Stories of Us about yep. their new series. Yeah, well, Pete Murray, that episode's dropped today. Her and her and Pete chop it up. Does he still do music? I think so. Where's he live, I wonder? He was from Chinchilla. Byron. Is he in Byron? Yeah. Well, he oh, did live in Pete. Byron a long time. Yeah, he's in Byron. Before it was floggy? Yeah, is like it, like that. Yeah, okay. Like his debut album, Feeler, pretty much was because of is a product of him spending too much in Byron. Yeah, because right. he's been a northern New South Welshman for a while. Oh. I know that much because we've we, my parents mm. have got that place down there, and I knew he lived around there. Of course you did. I saw him at stuff. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah, cool. Cudgeon Beach Club. I've never been. It's a great, great establishment. All right. Anyway, <laughs> we're, going, we're going on tour. Yeah, listen to the podcast. We are going on tour. It's going to suck. Anyway, we'll talk to you soon. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Now, normally this time of the week, Elliot, we would be sending you packing to head along for your tiny town's tour. Yep. However, this week, something different. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot are hitting the road and going on a Tiny Towns tour. AB, producer Luke, the Tiny Town Tour rolls on. Where do we head next? RACQ Roadside Assistance is your road trip must-have. With 700 statewide rescue vehicles on hand, RACQ...
RACQ will help get you to where you'd rather be. Visit racq.com forward slash roadside. That's right, Elliot. So every single week we've been sending you packing to go gallivanting around the great tiny towns of this state. And personally, producer Luke and I have had a bit of FOMO. We're Mm -hmm. sick of it. And we want to come along this time, kicking off next Thursday, you're packing up with a little extra baggage in the form of one co-host and one producer. We are hitting the road for a rush hour team, tiny town tour, and I am absolutely frothing. We're going on a road trip, Elliot. We're going to start in Brandon on Thursday next week. Then we're going to go to Serena, which is just in of, in from Mackay. Then we're going to Clermont, uh, Alpha, Longreach, and we're going to finish AB. In the geographical centre of Queensland, a town called Matabara. I am so excited. Let me paint you a picture. That is six stops, 168 hours, 1,240 kilometres together, 10,000 songs we can listen to and sing along to, 3,756 questions I will probe you with, 500 tragic tales of stories of my crappy ex-boyfriends that I can share in great detail. Imagine the possibilities. What do you think? No. I mean, it's simple. Uh, you got to understand that Tiny Towns tour is the whole purpose is I really like being alone. And I always have. I really enjoy my me time. And it's I think it's half nice that you'd like to join me kind of thing, but that's actually my worst nightmare. So I'm happy to go to those places. I'll do them it solo. It isn't just about you, though, because the Queensland listeners are the ones that are going to win with this as well. We yep. are going to be giving them a chance to win a stay at yep. the very, very luxurious, beautiful Mitchell Grass Retreat okay. in Longreach, plus 500 bucks. Also, we thought you would say no. Yeah. So we did actually pre-consult Big Boss Blair in yeah. advance to make sure that you couldn't. Hey, mate, look, we've just checked the contract. If you have a look under Clause A, Section 1, Part B, uh, it says you actually are contracted to do any stunt that we request. So consider this an official request. Have fun on the road. It's actually happening! I can't believe it! I'm so excited! And RACQ have already sponsored us as well. Can we get matching outfits? No. You can't can't back out. How many cars are we taking? Just the one. All three of us. Shotty same next car. to you. It's going to be great. Mate, we could play Corners. No, we're not playing it. We could sing no, we're not. endless songs together. We could do musical bits. I'd oh, love that. Uh, this is too Les much. Les how do you feel? I've got, I've got a couple. Oh. <laughs> Karaoke? Too, too much radio knowledge, but normally you have something which is called a bit of a delay, so if someone swears, I can dump it. That's not working at the moment. <laughs> I'd love to swear, but I can't. Yeah, well, I think he's. I think you're going to warm to the idea. I'm not one week at one day. I got a lot of sick leave. I got a lot of sick. No, it's as exciting. It is so exciting, and Queensland. We want to see you along the way as well. If you live in the in and around these tiny towns, the people we broadcast to in Alpha. For God's sakes, I never even heard of that place. All of the tiny towns and all of the details they're going to be listed on the Triple M website. But we're going to keep you up to date on this show, obviously, and at Rush Hour QLD. Yes, as well. We want to meet you in person. It's going to be epic. And you know who is along that path? Who? A certain fairy child of ours. Oh, our steer, Wombat. Wombat the steer. (laughs) So we'll we'll meet Wombat. He's in Serena. We're going to meet Wombat. I'll go to Serena, then I'll go home. Once again, play that that thing from Big Boss (laughs) Black. You're stuffed. We're going. Tiny Towns Tour. Yay. That was not my applause. That's a live version of Nirvana's. About again. Even Nirvana's feeling it. More at triplem.com.au.
Uh, AB, to be honest with you, it's been a it's been a shocker of a week. Um, I just found out that I'm going on a road trip with you and our you idiot, beauty. our idiot producer, which is next Thursday, a tiny towns tour, uh, right through regional Queensland. What six stops you said all together, mm-hmm. starting in and it's Brandon. all the unsung heroes yeah. of Queensland, the little towns you don't yeah. read about in the guidebooks. Yeah. Well, idiot, that's the tiny towns tour I've been doing all year by myself. It's yeah, been I'm successful. Just, I didn't need you. Guys I'm just there. reminding the people. Now I'm involved. Yeah. There's more interest yeah. in it, of course. Uh, it, it's been a bad week in a number of ways, like I said. Um, I actually want to take some calls today on one triple three five three. I want to know who or what stole your mate away. Now, th- this is someone that you spend a lot of time with, whether it's, you know, you're out all the time socially, maybe you play video games or you're out getting high tea, whatever, and gradually they pulled away from you. They ghosted you essentially as a friend. My best mate in this whole big world is is actually my younger brother. We're very close. Uh, yeah, we have a lovely relationship. Yeah, we got a nine-year age gap, but it's never felt like that. Mostly because he's incredibly mature and has yeah. his act together and you yeah. don't. Yeah. And, and, so you meet in the middle. Yeah, it's true. He's bought a house. I haven't. He's got a real job. I don't. Um, our thing that we do, because we don't live in the same place, is we both love our American football. So every Monday we wake up for all the games are on at 3 a.m. Queensland time. So we always get up at 3 a.m. and we'll message each other through all the games and it's our socialising without seeing each other. But I've lost him of late. He hasn't turned up the last three NFL Mondays. He works a nine-to-five job, mate. Aren't those games at 4 a.m.? 3 a.m. <laughs> he hasn't turned up because the wink got a dog. He got a cavoodle a or whatever puppy? they're called or a shit poodle or a shit zoo or whatever they're called. He got Shmoodle. a puppy. Now he's out walking with the puppy or taking the puppy out. So I'm convinced he's still having NFL Mondays, but he's having it with his dumb poodle called Winston. I've lost oh, him to a, a dog. Name. It is a good name, but it's a... One triple three five three. I guarantee you there are people across this state, maybe it happened ages ago, it was recent, you had a tight bond with someone, with a great mate, and they were stolen away by a dog. By Maybe it was a relationship that changed them. Yeah, I had a good friend, this probably five years ago, in our friendship circle from school, mm. and we used to you know, go to lunches and, and we'd go and do walks together or whatever else, and she joined... CrossFit oh. got really heavily into the CrossFit. It was yep. going three days. Started three days, then it was five days a week. You never saw her. And again. she started going to the social events that the CrossFit had. Yep. Yeah, full like yep. all of her mates are CrossFit people now. Yep. She's a trainer. She quit her job. And like, yeah, well, yeah, we'll say hello. There's no blah blah, but CrossFit she has definitely chose mate. CrossFit. Over and this us. is the thing: once they choose something over you, it's done. Even if you add options, like my brother, say, "Okay, we can't have NFL Monday. Let's watch the replays on a Sunday." Oh, we got dog school on a Sunday now. Dogs. It's ruined. One triple three five three Queensland. Who or what stole your mate away? Let's go to Shaz. Where are you calling from, Shaz? Harvey Bay. Beautiful. Oh, tell us who or what stole your mate away. My son. Stole them. He was stolen away, or he did the stealing. No, no, he stole my best friend away from me. We'd grown up together, went to school together, hadn't seen each other in about ten, twelve years. Caught up again. She came over. I hung at her place for a couple of days. She came to my place, stayed the night. The next morning, I found them in bed. Oh! <laughs> Never saw her again. This isn't how I expected this to go. <laughs> oh, what was the age gap, Shaz? Uh, he was 17. She was 43. Oh, 
in in that very moment, Shaz, um, <laughs> what did you say or do? Oh, and and please no expletives. I walked in the bedroom, his bedroom, yep. and I turned around. And I said, "So was that breakfast for two? And walked out. <laughs> and has he heard from her again? Or nope. So it was just, oh no, that's shattered. Bit. So, uh, Sh- Shaz, you still have a relationship with your son? Yes, we okay. do now. Yes, okay. very close. Did you get a yes, chance? And we do not talk of her. Okay, so you, you didn't have a, a sit down after that just to go through the events. Oh yeah, we did. Yep. And you said, and he said, "Mum, I'm a horny teenager." Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, he's seventeen. So he you said, ne- give me a break. She came on to me. And I went, whatever, mate. Did you ever re- – you tried to reach out to her, but you never heard back? No, I didn't reach out to her, but I did reach out to her fiancé. Oh, she was engaged. <laughs> yeah. What is this? Honestly, I didn't And know I also reached out to the school reunion as well, which was happening later that year. That's how we got in touch with each other. Yeah. I mean, Shaz is criminal, literally. The fact, I mean, this is one of the great phone calls, and I don't know a nicer way of saying it than that. That's one of the best stories I've ever been told, and I'm glad you've moved past it. Thank you. I I did. I thought it was quite funny. We can laugh now. Yeah, Yeah, good on you, Shaz. The police might not. Thanks. You didn't think that that would go oh, that way. No, and, I was expecting people to be like, oh, yeah. I got a new best friend. And to be fair, that 17-year-old kid is just living out every 17-year-old kid's dream. So shout out to <laughs> you as well. Wowee. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. You know how sort of like coming towards the end of the year, you're looking forward to 2024 and thinking about things and ways that you can improve your life. I know for a fact that even you do that. You're looking at 2024 and all the ways that you can be a better person as well. Not better person. I want to do a couch to 5K. I want to learn how to run. Oh, yeah, the app's great. Don't care about who I am as a person. But that is a goal that you have set. I am always looking at ways that I can spend less money and use my time more effectively so that I can fit more into my day. And there's one habit which I can almost guarantee every single person listening definitely has as well. And I've done the maths on how much time I spend doing it and it is pretty staggering. So when I drive home of an evening after doing this show, no matter what has happened or what I have on the agenda, I need to park my car in the garage and sit in my car for five to ten minutes and just decompress before I walk into the house. I have plenty of friends that have got kids and they do the same thing. You're either scrolling on your phone or just sitting there and taking in the day before you go into the house and right. continue living and all, and all of the madness that comes with that. Same thing, get out of the shower. You cannot tell me that you are not one of those people, like everyone is, who gets out of the shower and instead of starting and, and kick-starting what they need to do next, doesn't sit in their wet towel on their bed, scrolling through their phone, decompressing, having a think, wasting time in the day. I've never done that in my life. You do not? No. The whole idea of a wet towel on the bed to me gives me the ick. Yeah, I don't sit the and, wet towel and, on the bed. And the need to decompress, my, my, my house is fun. It has dogs in there and things I like. I want to go straight in there when I get oh, home. No matter what, I just need to do it. And I've calculated how much time okay. in my life I spend doing it. In a year or... I went even further because I was like, obviously, you know, 365 days, I'm doing it almost every single day. At least I'm spending seven to 10 minutes decompressing, just sitting there scrolling through my phone. Okay. And for 30 odd years of life, or if that continues, 
I'm looking at 1,277 hours spent. Avoiding your family. Avoiding family and time and and whatever else. Like, I am dead set at this stage going to yep. be on my deathbed. And you know how they interview all those people, like nurses and stuff will say, oh, what's your biggest regret? Yeah. Oh, I'm sitting on my, shower, on my bed with my wet towel, <laughs> scrolling through TikTok. That's going to be me! I just love that you tried to bring the entire state into that. I don't think that many people do that. Come on. <laughs> Luke, you do it, I- don't you? No, I just I don't think you're decompressing. I actually think you're uh, avoiding doom scrolling husband. and making yourself more anxious. Yeah, 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 definitely <laughs> doom scrolling for sure. What's Everyone doom scrolling? Does it. Oh, don't do it. I don't think people do. One triple three. Anyway, five, reassess three. your life like yeah. I am. Um, well, my partner Abby and I have known each other for almost seven years now. Um, and they, I always got told from friends that are in long-term relationships, AB, that you, you've got to do things to spice it up from time to time. Correct. Keep, keep things fresh. It's hard work. It's a full-time job. Blah. And then they always say, you know, it's important, uh, you know, women that, that you see them in, in terms of, you know, if, if they make an effort, especially physically or whatever, that, you know, you appreciate that effort. And can I just say, in the last couple of days, mine has done... I think the most attractive thing she's done in our entire relationship. But she's so attractive. No, no, that's it. And she's got this yeah. cute British accent yeah. and she's funny and not, yeah. she's hot 24-7. I always get messages about people that work in media that don't know where partners and want to crack on with her all the time. That happened last week. Yes, it did. Um, shout out Tom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I came home. I hear the hose going in the backyard. And we've been learning about the love languages, that book, so like act of service and all that kind of thing. Uh, I went out the back because she had my car. And she's washing it in a bikini. And Whoa. let me tell you, it was like the Jessica Simpson film clip all over again. It was extraordinary that the my car was spick and span. She was spick and span. It was, for me... It was my heart something now. It's totally now, you know impractical, I mean? but I respect that she did it and know yeah. why she did it. it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a cool down? Yeah. No, no, it was to show. Did she off. call you out, or did you like? Was she like? No, I heard the hose. Elliot, no. call, call that out. <laughs> Her accent's better than that, but Elliot, get here now. No. Um, so I'm thinking if she's done that for me, right? And that's a lot of effort she's gone to. I want to do an equivalent as sexy. Oh, yeah. And now that, you know, I've lost a couple of kilos, I'm feeling a little bit fit, better physically, I was thinking maybe, you know, she comes home and I'm just nude, stripping the bed because we know that's not a one-man job. Or... Putting the doona cover back on the doona. By myself. Can you imagine? Stacking the dishwasher and we, then we unstacking... Okay. Yeah. Ooh, if, if Alex came in nude yeah. and said, I just dropped your stuff off to the dry cleaner... Right. He did that nude? Oh, he, Not that bit late. Comes in Came there. home, right. changed, had the docker from the right. dry cleaners. Okay, yeah. 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 Ooh. If he was like, hey, yeah. I've sorted all of your clothes and folded them up and put them away Again, in the nude, nude, and I filmed it. I, I am getting the feeling that you women maybe don't care if we're clothed no, or no. not for no, these look, chores. Add the so, nude bit, just yeah. do domestic duties. Right, so you pull your weight in the house is what you're saying. 
Yeah. Right. Less sexy it's, than I was hoping. You have yeah. no idea. Do not okay. underestimate yeah. Yeah. how sexy it is to have a dishwasher unstacked. Right. Well, when I'm cleaning skitties oh, off, of off the toilet tonight, I'll film oh. that and send it to her, and hopefully that gets her going. <laughs> Yesterday I shared the story of Queensland Rail's newest employees. Fifteen goats have been added to the payroll. Not literally. They're getting paid in food. Mm. They have been sent up to near Cairns to basically eliminate some of the weeds that are posing a fire risk around the tracks of the trains. Mm. They've been they're in a fenced off area, so they're safe from the trains, but their job over the next twelve to fifteen weeks is to basically eliminate all of this weed growth. Just eat. For 15 weeks Eat straight weed. and fertilize it with their poos. Basically, they are working goats. Working and they're not the only animals that have full time jobs. Obviously, we've talked about the drug sniffer dogs in the past as well. The beagles. But if you've got an employable animal out there, 13353, they've got a a lengthy resume. They do. They clock in every single day. They're never late. They're on time. They take their annual leave accordingly. We want to hear about them. I don't quite understand the question. So you've got working goats, yes. Do you have a working animal? What else are you hoping to find? I don't quite understand. I don't know. Something cheeky. Like there's right. an animal that you've employed yeah. full time. Maybe they're a receptionist, like a, a director of first impressions. A cat working in IGA. At your office. I don't know if that's right. going to be a workplace health and safety one that's going to get over the line, but maybe you do have a cat at IGA. Let us know. There was a story from ages ago. I'm going to paraphrase it because I can't remember all the details, but it was at some stage after one of the wars, the Russians who had academies for Russian bear training tried to train a bear to be one of the bosses at the train station. I can't remember whether they were the conductor what? or what they were. They, they literally trained this bear to do it uh, at the train station, which in Russian is Voxel, which means pleasure garden. Thanks. That's really great trivia. Yep. But, yeah, working animals of Queensland, the ones mm. that do the job every day, they yep. might, like these little goats, wear a little high-vis vest every day when they go to work. Would you count ones that have, you know, like some people have parrots on their shoulders at Bunnings? Do they count? Brilliant, because okay. are they talking to people? They're yep. greeting customers? That is insulting. a job, my friend. Okay. You could get a CV for okay. that. Queensland's working animals, one triple three five three. Let's firstly go to Kevin in Magnetic Island. Yep. Tell us about yours. Yeah, I've, I've got two frogs. Um, yeah, they live in me. Well, it's an outside gunny, but it's a flushable toilet, and and it's their job to make sure that I I brush the brush the toilet system, keep it clean. So, how do they communicate with you, Kevin? Oh, well, they just they live there, and um, yeah, sometimes they're in the water, and <laughs> sometimes they're tucked up under the lip. But yeah. Um, I love the green frogs. Uh, I don't like cane codes so much. But, no, you're uh, only human, Kevin. They suck. <laughs> that is, if anyone's ever been a Maggie, I'm great so place, beautiful. great people. That is the pace of the people. Things are a little bit more fun, a little bit slower, and, you know. I love the green goes. tree frog. They're, yeah. they're the little reminders yeah. from every day. We'll go to your poon now. Kim, tell us about your working animal. Hi. Um, yeah, we have um, golden retrievers, and they come to work with me every day, and they give our customers a whole heap of love, and they don't do a lot of um, guard dogging as such, but, um, yeah, they get lots of cuddles oh. and scratches. Oh, so. my gosh, I love golden retrievers. Kim, where, shout out to this business because we have to all visit these golden retrievers immediately. What are their names? <laughs> this is uh, they go to work at the Green Shed in Yapoon. Shout out. And their names are Lola and Ella. Oh. Dumb question is that. Is that like a nursery, Kim, or? 
It is uh, yep. stock feed and okay. garden stuff and, yeah, and a little bit of a nursery, a little bit of everything. Feel free to send us a photo of them at Rush Hour QLD, Kim, Shout and continue to send shed. photos consistently. Maybe we can get some of our steer wombats manure and get it sold out of the green shed in your poo. By By, well, I don't know if we can sell poo, but we can try. All right. Uh, round us out in Cairns. Jimmy, thanks for joining us. Uh, what have you got working animals? What's your story? Mate, I've got uh, nine emus that uh, keep the snakes and the grubs and the weeds down they just cruise around looking after the place and we haven't seen a snake here in years so they must be doing their job what do they do to snakes to make them go away because i would figure that an emu is just as susceptible to a snake bite as a human oh uh, they're they're like you know like cassowaries they're pretty aggressive they're very you know, especially dad looking after the chicks you know he chases everything away even the other emus. So. so you're on a big property just outside of Cairns, Jimmy, or what? You know, Mareeba. Yes, Savannah yes. Okay. Well, that's, that's us. Okay. Well, I'm, in, well, so, I'm in the Savannah, yep. Savannah land. Yep. The, these emus come here yep. many years ago, and I started feeding them. Yeah. And I kept telling them to go in the bush and do what they got to do, and then finally, about four months ago, five babies turned up. Oh, you've got... An employable fleet there, Jimmy. Do, tell us about the perks. Do they get superannuation, annual leave? What's the go? They get fed twice a day. They yep. get fed poultry mix. So they get what the best chooks get. So and whatever they snakes like they want to eat. That's outstanding. I tell you what, we've had stories this week of working emus in Mareeba and also the bloke that got bitten by a pony on his guts in Mareeba as well. We'll hit the Mareeba trifecta. is a loose place for animals. We will hit the in trifecta. In fact, the animals rule there by the sounds. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. And the schmozzle that is the Rush Hour QLD podcast is on Listener as well, but some incredible podcasts live there too. Now, if you haven't yet heard the dulcet tones of Sarah Grinberg, you're about to. A podcast series you might have checked out a life of greatness again free on listener some incredible guests there matthew mcconaughey uh, daniel ricardo former pm john howard amazing sarah has launched a brand new podcast series uh, it is called the stories of us sarah joins us on the rush hour hello mates hi how are you really well a really special guest on the episode that's just dropped today can you tell us more pete murray chinchilla's finest <laughs> Ah, uh, absolutely. And what have you guys ever spoken to him? What an absolute legend he is. He uh, was absolutely amazing to talk to, and really, he talks a lot about growing up in Chinchilla, what it was like to be there, um, talking about how he gets into music and then sport, which was like his true passion mm-hmm. um, and the aspirations he had of becoming an Olympic athlete. Um, we go really like deep. He talks about losing his father and um, and then how getting bumped in the mouth by a microphone actually was the catalyst for him to start writing music. Oh, wow. I mean, it was always like a Queensland anecdote. People would say, oh, yeah, Pete Murray, he was going to be a big rugby player, but instead got into music. He actually has a link with Triple M as well, Sarah, that comes out in the interview? Yes, he does have a link with Triple M because they were like one of his greatest supporters. So, you know, they absolutely were the ones that just saw the light in him. Um, and he, you know, who knows if he would be where he is today if it wasn't for the backing of people seeing him at Triple M and thinking he was just the bee's knees and him playing, you know, coming within to into the studios and, and playing in there. 
Sarah, I reckon this will be the first and last time that Pete Murray's ever compared to uh, the rapper that is 50 Cent, but stay with me here. Um, so 50 Cent famously what? got shot way back when and got shot in the mouth. It changed the way his rap. It altered his music apparently and, and made him an absolute superstar. What is this bumping the microphone moment? Can you give us a little bit more, a little taste? Well, just basically, I'll only tell a little bit because I don't okay. want to give away the whole I know, story, I know, I know. Just a, a little tidbit for us. In, yep. it, well, basically, it then was the catalyst for him writing music because obviously something happened mm. when he got bumped in the mouth at the microphone. But you've got to have to listen to the episode oh, to find out. Now, that's a good hook. I'm into it. I'm going to add that to my calendar. Mm-hmm. Sarah, I mean, you do, obviously, this new podcast as well as The Life of Greatness, you've interviewed some incredible people in the past. Is there anyone still on that bucket list that you're hoping to tick off? For a life of greatness. Mm. Oh, God. Well, you know, people do ask me that, and we're only only getting better people after better people um, on that podcast, which is amazing. But I would still – I haven't even put requests in for them, but I would like one day, and being a Triple M show, you'll love this, to interview Bruce Springsteen and Eddie Vedder. Oh. I love like, these people. Oh, yes, please. And they both would have incredible stories as well. They yep. do. They do. I just like the way that Bruce completely lives off the grid and low-key now. I really respect that from him. Well, we'll manifest that for you as well, Sarah. Please do. Please do. <laughs> Sarah Grinberg, appreciate your time again. Life for greatness and wonderful yarns there. And look out for this one. It has just gone live today via the listener app, the Stories of Us podcast. Sarah sits down with Chinchilla's finest. That is Mr. Pete Murray. Appreciate your time on the Rush Hour, Sarah. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot.